Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. I'm super excited for our guest today. It's Veronica Garza. She's an amazing storyteller and comedian. And in this episode, we talk about our very good friend, Bobby Hankinson. Bobby, we love you. Uh, We talk about Catholicism, and there is a little bit about sexual assault in here. So just FYI, um, before you start listening, if that's something that you don't feel comfortable with, totally get it. Don't listen. Uh, We talk about movies that influence our sexuality at a very young age. Um, Adult braces, because you have to. Uh, boy brains being bad, and story uh, the story about how Veronica met her girlfriend Leslie. I really hope you guys enjoy, and we'll talk soon. I was telling someone like one of my earliest memories is seeing Top Gun in the theater, and you know the scene with the- <laughs> with like the time or like yeah. the silhouette of the time. I watched it with my parents on repeat. <laughs> Father Merkel, and I remember being Father like, Merkel. Father Merkel, and I remember being like, I kicked my brother a lot in the balls today, and he was like, can you like just stop, like stop, like don't kick him as much in the balls, <laughs> you know, that's awesome, I know, and I was like, oh god, sure, I, go, I don't like anyone, I was 22, I was better than you, like in my head, that's what I thought, like, I, like you said, at the confidence, just got my braces off, mm-hmm. um, had a really good tan, uh, I was wearing Abercrombie, like I was the shit. So first off, real quick, I just want to talk about that you know your parents fucked on (laughs) Valentine's Day. Yes, I I do. I did the math very young. (laughs) (laughs) What what age did you realize? Uh, Probably about like when I was eight or nine. And I knew, I mean, I knew what sex was and I knew what what it took to make a baby. Uh Um, And I, nine months. And then finally I was like, oh, wait, so my mom was pregnant with me when she was how? And in my head it was. It was horrible because, you know, she was 24. I'm like, oh, like, that's so old. Um, and then I'm just one day was like Valentine's Day. But I didn't think like, oh, they fucked. I was like, oh, what a nice gift I was. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> planned, though. So like. So you weren't a good kid. <laughs> no, she had my brother in December. She's pregnant of me again in February. Like, I feel my mom's such a small woman, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the burden. And is it just you and your brother? I have my older brother, there's me, and then I have a younger brother who's three years younger than me. Okay, so that one, they were like, she was like, I need fucking break. Like, I need yeah. a moment. And well, they wanted boys. They didn't want a girl. Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, like, this stupid antiquated idea that boys are easier, you don't want a girl. And I think it's also more like, we're fifth gen- I'm fifth generation Mexican-American, but I think it's also part of the, like, stupid Mexican ideal that keeps getting passed down about like boys or a lot of culture too that oh you want boys instead of girls because they can carry the name oh yeah yeah stupid yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah. like that which is horrible but I think that was also part of it um so you were introduced to sex at a very young age you said yes it's been it's weird I would say it's not weird I think it's interesting my, I asked my mom about it later because I went to like public school in Dallas and I, a lot of my friends got pregnant in high school um <sighs> yeah but one of the things was when they asked about, like, do you talk to your kids about sex or, like, 
you didn't did you show her this movie it's rated r my mom's like it's i'd i'd rather her like learn it here and ask me about it than you know some guy trying to tell her in the back of a truck or something like that (laughs) and i was like i saw myself in high school no dude was trying to fuck me but like that was a thing but i remember just as a kid um like i was telling someone like one of my earliest memories is seeing top gun in the theater and you know the scene with the <laughs> when like the time or like yeah. the silhouette of the time. I watched it with my parents on repeat. It's one of my earliest memories. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like I'm tearing up a little oh, bit. It's cute because also it's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a great oh my movie. God. And my mom and dad like we, they would rent stuff, or they would take us to the theater just because they were like. I'm not going to get you a babysitter. (laughs) So we would like, you know, watch, you know, movies that we had a lot of questions about, but not really. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I just knew I was like, oh, that's what sex is. I just kind of put it together because my mom was like, oh, she's having sex with this guy. Like my mom would watch um, big, big, all my children fan. So, you know, so-and-so is having sex. You know, I can't believe he had sex with her. And I like, I'm like, oh, okay put two and two together like that's that's what's going on and I think one of the first times like we my mom and I aren't entirely close but I do know like I tell my mom stuff and she's like why are you telling me this yeah but one of the first things I think that she was trying to check in and make sure that I was like understanding what was going on was uh see she had no boundaries on what we could watch uh watch I was watching I watched Beverly Hills 90210 religiously for the 10 years that it was on air yeah and the episode where Brenda has sex with Dylan at prom and this is like first season, second season. Um, and she thinks she's pregnant, but I remember my mom was asking me in the car cause she would kind of watch it, but not really. She's like, so what happened at prom? I was like, Oh, Brenda had sex with Dylan. She's like, Oh really? She goes, Oh, so what do you think happened? I go, well, she thinks she's pregnant. And she goes, why do you think that? And so she was, I think she was just kind of fishing to see what I was aware of as like a seven or eight year old. (laughs) And I told her and she was kind of like, okay, you don't have any questions? No. All right. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Don't have sex at prom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, use a condom. Um, uh, And I didn't really know what a condom looked like either. So it was just like, why was I, why would I know? But that was, I think one of the earliest times that I was aware and that my mom kind of checked in. And then after that, Growing up, my mom would kind of just, well, one, like dudes weren't trying to fuck me. I mean, but I was like 15, but it was a thing where she was like, you know, guys are only after one thing and, you know, they don't like, you know, it's not going to be because you're smart. And that was what she always said. And that I definitely think that kind of like stuck like in like the back of my mind because I'm like, yeah, now guys are bullshit. But I mean, yeah. You're like, yeah, but now uh, I don't even date guys anyway. I don't think so I don't guys, so it works. You, yeah, you did a good job, mom. <laughs> were your were your parents cool with it when you're like, hey, I'm not into the D. I'm um, not into the dick. I think they're they're very okay with it now, but I think because it took such a long time. Like I didn't come out to my mom till I was like 30. Okay. But I was still like, I think it was easier for me to like really explore it moving to New York. I moved here seven years ago. So Yeah. You know, in Dallas. It, it is Texas is like kind of a shit show. I mean, it is a shit show when it comes to that. But I mean, there are there's you know younger. Gen- there are people who are trying to make trying to accept it. Yeah. But there I had a lot of I had. A, well, I mean, I grew up playing basketball. So I had a lot of friends that were gay. But <laughs> I did. I did. That, that, that was part of it. And I was like, oh, she's gay or whatever. She's dating a girl, whatever. I didn't care. They were my teammates. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. give a damn. And, you know, when I had a crush on 
uh, like one of my first crushes on like one of my best friends. And I was like, that's, you're just, re she's really cool. It's very typical. Right. And I was like, she's just really cool. So I kind of denied it in my head. And after a while, like my, my friends that the friends that were girls that were also dating girls, they were like, they were just like, you're part of the team too. You just don't know it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. And then like, I would just hang out. It was fun. I felt like, I was like, this is cool. I don't have, like, I never had a problem with it, but then coming to New York and like, kind of finally deciding, you know what, you, you kind of owe it to yourself to do this. And then finally I was like, I drank a lot and called my mom. I was like, hey, just so you know, I date women. And I posted about this this week. I was like, she, her response was, that's cool. Just don't date anyone ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that status. Yeah. And that's seriously what she said. And I remember crying because it was so, when I first told her this on the phone, I remember standing outside of Albatross Bar in Astoria and crying because I was so glad I said this to my mother, but yeah. also I was like, that's how she handled it. Cool. Yeah. Like it's kind of like best case scenario to be like, all right, cool. Yeah, and don't yeah. date anyone unattractive. And I was like, I haven't let her down. <laughs> but they're, I think, I think this past trip I went home, they were very like, um, I get that they're okay with it because like I'm happy. So mm -hmm. I think that's the best part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because also, I'm making assumptions now, but I'm assuming your parents are kind of religious. Um, the, yes and no. Yeah. Like, okay. We grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, I I still consider myself Catholic, but I don't there's certain parts of it that I'm like, I enjoy. So mm -hmm. for me, it's also, I think more nostalgic. Yeah. But we grew up Catholic. I'll still, I go to church. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but I, I go enough mm -hmm. mainly because it's probably one of the, it's a very quiet in there. So I like to go for like 10 minutes, have my minutes alone. They're like, Oh, with God, I'm like, you know, with God or myself, my mind, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we went to Paris in May, we were at Notre Dame and they had confession and I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to, should I go to confession? She's like, you're dumb if you don't go. It's like, and it, but it's, and I've talked about this, like, I'm like, it's kind of like I go and I'm like, look at this. I went to Paris. I went to Notre Dame. That's the last time I went to confession, <laughs> but it's a sin for me to be bragging about it. So it's like, as soon as we got out, I was like, yeah. And I remember I, like, it took like 15 seconds. It's like, fuck yeah, this. And I'm like, oh, you just sinned already. Like you did not last <laughs> at all. But it's, I think it's for me, it's more like, I do it, I think because my grandmother would have appreciated mm -hmm. it. Like, I'm like, oh, I went to this church. Uh, I mean, cause churches are beautiful aesthetically too. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so, so beautiful. So it, for me, and it's like, you know, you know, knowing my grandmother would like that or something. Just it's more of that ideal religious. I think yeah. now I do it because I know it makes I know it makes me a little happy, but also it's kind of like my parents do appreciate. Oh, she's not completely lost. <laughs> I think that's what they're more worried about. I've like fully given it up. My parents will always be like, "You'll get, you'll understand when you're older. Like it'll come back to you when you're older." And I hate when people say that to me because one, maybe they're right, whatever. But it's like I just want to be like, well, maybe it's because you're close to death and you're like worried now. <laughs> you're like, you I've know? got no regrets. I'm good, right? <laughs> um, my um, when you said your grandma, my grandma is crazy, and she for comfort or not confirmation for confession, she's like, you don't have to go and like the little thing. You can just like walk up to a random priest and be like, I sinned and walk away. No, and that's like, not no, true. You can't. Yeah. Did no, you try that? No, no. <laughs> I went to Catholic school in middle school, and we had to do confession face to face with the priest that's the worst oh yeah and it was a very small school so they remembered you know like they remembered your face oh i gotta have the back turned oh yeah no it was like face it like this kind of like the the distance between us now 
Father Merkel, and I remember being Father like, Merkel. <laughs> Father Merkel, and I remember being like, I kicked my brother a lot in the balls today, and he was like, Can you like just stop? Like, so, like don't kick him as much in the balls. <laughs> I know that's awesome. I know, and I was like, Oh God, sure, sure. <laughs> maybe if he saw it's being a dick, maybe. <laughs> so but, well, if he's a dick, okay. <laughs> oh God, peace but, be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Five Hail Marys. Like, okay. (laughs) Can I tell you what the priest told me in Paris? Yes. I was Uh, actually going to ask. It was interesting. So he wasn't, he wasn't French. He was what I believe is Italian. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting there. He's, he's playing cards by himself, which I was like, wow, they don't give these dudes cell phones. That sucks. But I forgot they don't get cell phones. Um, They don't don't, I don't think so. Wow. Well, I'm not sure the rules because I'm sure it's becoming blurred because of technology, that being part of it. Yeah. But he didn't have it with him when I kind of, it was weird. It was like this, a table, but it is a bigger room. So they're creeping in the door, like where that, uh, the actual door, Uh front door is. And there's like a little step. And as soon as I stepped on, he heard like, and I was like, oh, he can hear me. Looked up. He's like, come in, sit down. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm nervous. I haven't had confession this long. And he's like, that's fine. And it's face to face. Uh And I'm like, I go, I just, I'm very excited be here just telling him this stuff and then he's asking he's like okay so you know you know let's let's go I was like let's do this so he asked me about if I have a boyfriend or a husband I was like I do not I was like I have a girlfriend and there's a little bit of silence and I was like oh is he gonna go in is he gonna say something about it being wrong and he goes is she of the catholic faith and I go she is not he goes well, he, he, he then got to the, I hope you're waiting to be intimate until you all receive the sacrament of marriage. Whoa. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh, uh And in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to tell her this. <laughs> but he then, it was, it was broke. It was a bit of English. It was broken English, but I got enough from it. At, what, at that point, he proceeded to tell me ways to maybe make her kind of Catholic. For a moment, I thought you were going to say ways to make her kind of come. And I was like, <laughs> what? what are your tricks? Uh, <laughs> no, he he said he was he then was like, you can get holy water and just like rub it on her forehead or like put it in her coffee. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This talk? sounds like a roofie. A religious roofie. Yes. That's exactly what that is. And I, 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 it was, it was really weird, but also I know it seems like his intentions were good. Like he would, he could have been like, you know, you're gay. This part of the church won't recognize that. Mm-hmm, Instead he was mm-hmm. more like, you know what? He was like, Oh, cause he goes, do you love her? And I was like, Oh, I love her so much. He goes like, well, if you really love her and you know, you think this is, this is a thing you want. If this, if she, this is what you want, you should be waiting until marriage and I was like oh no but (laughs) like like, this is that but I think the fact that he was I guess he was he was cute I think it was cute because he was like trying to give me like a little halfway point yeah instead of judging me which I was like oh okay it definitely feels like he was trying to meet you in the middle yeah because I'm sure I don't know I feel like mentally maybe he wasn't about it but he also knows like hey this if this is the worst thing she's doing like yeah I can only hope that like majority of like higher ups in religion are just like aware that the world's I wouldn't even say like the world is changing. It's just like the world is just way more honest about who we are as people yeah. now. And that that should be taken into consideration when it comes into who we are as people. Right. Like, hopefully. Like I feel like the who's the new Pope? What's his name? He's oh. like the he's like the cool Pope. Yeah. The why, chill Pope. Francis. Pope Francis. Why am I just Yeah, why did I blank on that? And that's like we're horrible. The, <laughs> I'm very not religious. Yeah, you could tell both of us like I don't know. 
no pope. But yeah, okay. Um, I, I did he say something about like that he accepts all people into the church or something along those lines? Right. I think he said something. I also think he's trying to cover his ass right now for um all the shit that they've been. Yeah. Like, I think he's trying real hard to be like, oh, I know. Oh, no. Like, oh. I'm getting caught. And it's like, yeah, we all we all knew. Like, right. We all know you've been hiding this shit forever. Like, that's another reason why I have a hard time with specifically Catholicism. That's my biggest thing, too, because it's like, am I turning my, like, back to this religion because of based on these guys? And in my head, I'm like, you have to remember that there are priests that did that, but also there are priests that did it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and that, that, but I just, it, it bugs me, like, I don't know. It's just like when, like, your favorite sports team, like, like I love the Cowboys, and I don't know how many fucking, like, rapists or, like, drug whatever addicts, their murderers they've had on their team. And I'm like, but you still like the Cowboys, Veronica. Like, you're not turning your back on them. Um, but that's not saying that I'm standing with the priest. And that's the hard part that yeah. I don't know how to, like— execute that stance yeah that's the hard part for me and that's where i'm like i'm not completely religious that's why i mentioned right away i was like there are certain parts that i just don't like get and i don't believe in and i don't understand and Mm -hmm. one is these fucking priests (laughs) like but there are guys i mean it's always guys are bullshit so there's that i know it's always fucking (laughs) it's It's always them my uh girlfriend was brought up very uh not episcopal Pentecostal. Pentecostal, okay. She grew up very Pentecostal, like, in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, long skirts, long hair. And she told me, like, when she was 14, when the, the whatever, priest, or not priest, what is the guy, preacher? Probably, I don't know. Something like that, yeah. He just would call her a whore when she was 14. And I was like, why? He was just like, you're a whore. And, like, that's just, they would abuse their, that's just calling younger girls that. That way the girls think that they're inferior to this man. And constantly, like, you know, what do you what do you do to get his approval? Oh my god! And I mean, she like she's she's not about religion at all. I mean, clearly uh, because yeah. her experience, she told me it's very cult like. Yeah, she told me she was it was a cult, and she just she as a woman, she just said, you know, when she was eighteen, you you have the choice when you're eighteen if you want to leave, uh-huh. and she left. I mean, but even like everything, like the most, not the most just like taking the Bible for what it is, but very close to taking the Bible for what it is. Like oh. no drinking, no this, you can't do that. Women, long skirts, like long hair, very, very particular. And that same thing, it's like, I was like, well, what is it? She's like, yeah, like, I was a woman. What were they going to do? They were going to listen to me. They were, I was a girl. Yeah. It's shitty. It's so shitty. It's so, and I'm just so sick of all these different outlets of just like people in power trying to put, women down or in their place yeah. it's just like and I, I can't remember who I said this to recently but I was like that's why I loved um the Da Vinci Code it's a shitty book it's an <laughs> awful book but the end is just the like da Vinci Code. but it's it's like it's women like it's mm-hmm. all it's all about like it, we should be like worshiping these women and I was like oh I'm wet you got me like I do worship women yes <laughs> yes and it's just like ugh. I I'm like I definitely do refrain from talking about religion with certain. Well, in Texas, it was the worst. I yeah, I was about to ask. Like it's got it. Like ugh, I don't. I've never even been to Texas. Um, oh well, you're missing good food. But other than that, um, <laughs> no, I love Texas. I do. But same thing. It's like how can I like Texas? Like how can you love like your? This is that's my state. That's 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 definitely my heart. But it's like so like really like hate gay hate gay is very racist. Like the whole like 
they believe everyone should have a gun like that all of that but that's my home and they're like how do you how do I how do I make sure that I'm yeah not and I know I'm not part of that so I'm not too concerned but also yeah. it's like but that's you people will call that out to me like how can you that does not mean I t tolerate that you, yeah you can't it's not that you tolerate it it's obviously a part of it like part of where we grew up or like the different places we grew up shape us in a certain way too like mm -hmm. and it makes you you made you very aware like oh I don't this is not what I subscribe to. Right. And so like, that's, I think that's why people hold up. Like I'm mostly from Virginia and Virginia also likes to be like, South. we're so liberal. And I was like, we've got three counties that are liberal and everything else. Like where my parents are, or my dad is from, there is like active KKK there. Like yeah. th it's the South. It is still below the Mason Dixie line. Like it's still, we've got issues, we've got problems, but they like try to look at these like three counties, like areas because it's going blue now more so, but because of like Northern Virginia. Right. Because no one can afford to live in DC. Right. So they scatter out. Saying. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. but also like, I went to, where is it? My, my girlfriend's family in DC, Arlington. Yes. So, mm -hmm. cause that's right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's one of the very blue um, counties or cities in Virginia. But, um, do your parents still live in Texas? Yes. Are they going to vote? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, here's an interesting thing growing up. They, I didn't know this until I was like 20 something that, uh, they would, they would vote. And then I would be like, who'd you, would, you know, for, who'd you vote for? And my mom's like, I can't tell you. And I was like, why? She goes, it's illegal for me to tell you. And they did that because, and I was like, why would you tell me? Why would, why did y'all do that? I, Cause I remember I was like 20 and I was like, you know, it's not illegal. Like I was so like, you guys lied to me. And she said that she didn't, they didn't want what they did to like persuade the way I thought the way, like my, po that's my politics. Really cool. And that's like one of the few things that I'm like, my parents out the park. Like that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I think so. Yeah. Cause like I, I've worked in childcare probably a, about 15 years now and kids just parrot what they hear their parents say. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, how did you meet Leslie? Oh man. Uh, this is a fun story. So she was married to a man. Um, she was dating this man for a long, she, they, I guess both their family were in the church together mm -hmm. and they both were like, Oh, so that's, well, I graduated when I graduated college. Uh, I had a best, my best friend, uh, she went to school in Arlington, which is like, you know, like 10 minutes outside of Dallas. And I would hang out with her on weekends. And we all went to this bar once that it's caves. It's it's near uh, UTA. Shout out. But like <laughs> we went in once and she had all her friends there. And sometimes like I knew that she was only we were only going to that bar because there was a dude she liked. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, all right, I, don't, I didn't fucking I like just graduated college. I was like, they're school, still in school. Fuck it. I'm better than these fools. But 22 year old me, fucking idiot, had just got her braces off, you know. So oh, my was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my god, you had adult braces your senior oh, year of college. I did, I did, yes. I did. I wore my retainer, and then I didn't wear it. Now I got to get like uh, Invisalign or whatever. Okay, <laughs> I have funny. to. I have to ask, why did you get them? Why did you get adult braces? Because it's a choice. You were making uh, a choice. I was like eighteen. I needed braces. Okay, I definitely oh, needed. I braces. needed them too. I needed this one. This tooth, I think, was like this way right here. It wasn't that bad. I just, and also I have small teeth, so it's like. So I was getting this Invisalign, whatever. Uh, and what did, what did they call it? The consultation? Yeah, the consultation. Mm -hmm. And my ortho or whatever the ortho, potential ortho, orthodontist and the dentist also tell me that I didn't need like four teeth pulled. She's like, you know, you didn't have to get these pulled. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm so angry. Um, yeah. So I'm a little mad. So I'm definitely going to get the Invisalign and like just pick. Okay. But I just, yeah, I just needed like people judge you like on your teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had like these guys. 
were very predominant and they were like out. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And I went to a party school that was uh, 70% really hot women and 30% dudes. So oh. like all the women's like self-esteem got fucked up. I was called vampire like left and right. Oh, fuck that. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, affecting my self-esteem. And my parents were like, you don't need it. You don't need it. Because mm-hmm. they got, I think they got scared out of it because with my brother, um, the ortho was like, yeah, we're going to break his jaw and bring it forward. Oh. And they also told me that, too, when I wanted adult braces. They were like, if you want the perfect smile, we need to break your jaw and bring it forward. No, 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 and I no. was like, I will take an overbite in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. I'm not doing that. And then they also were, like, lying to me. They are like, it's going to take two years. And then so I started the first year, my senior year of college. But then I had, like, moved back home. So it was, like, a two-hour drive to get back and forth to my ortho. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to New York. I kept lying to them. I was like, I'm moving to New York in a month. Like, just give me all the documents and I'll take it up there. Because I was just going to move it down to Virginia or, like, closer to me. And they were like, you know what? Let's just take them off. They look good. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? You were going to tell me an extra year. And they are like, no, it's fine. They're good. They're great. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, you're all fucking lying. You're good. That's kind. That's fine. Cool. Just keep it. Just take it. This is good. Yeah. They were like, it's just going to be too much work for the other people to like start over. And I was like, fine. Get them off. Get them oh, off. Did they charge you for the whole thing? I don't know. I was on my parents' insurance because that's also why I was like, it has to be done now. <laughs> that's what I did mine because I was on their insurance. Yes. And so I don't know if it made a difference or not. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> uh, what is it? Lacey. Uh, Lacey. Leslie. You better delete that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie wants to get braces also because she didn't get them as a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's her teeth aren't completely straight, but I like she's perfect in my head, so I don't care. I Aww. legit, she's so perfect. But um, she's never had, she wants to get them. But she she said she wants she wants to get Invisalign also. So I was like, we get it together. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. That'll be fine. Like there, that'll be an excuse then for both of us to be like, well, we don't have to do anything. Cool. Um, that's cool. Where was I? Caves. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, wait. I was like, are we, are we gonna talk about teeth? Because like, oh, I can go in. Oh, I, I know. I know. I would have asked you earlier. Because no one understands what it's like to have adult braces. Oh, it's the worst. I'm gonna have them again. Different. I don't care. I'm ready for it. Because it's a hundred percent worth it. A hundred percent. Especially in New York, it's a thing. I get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Visually blah. But. But she's at this place, Caves, and where there are these, this, my, my friend, she wants to go fuck this guy. So we have to go to this bar so she can talk to this guy, Michael, so-and-so. And we get in there and she's like, oh, you're my friends. And I see him and I'm like, I don't fucking know these jokers. Like, who do I care? And there was a girl, there was a girl there with her friend. And I didn't really think they were that nice. And she was with her boyfriend. And while well, that was Leslie with one of her friends. Mm-hmm with her would-be eventually husband and some of their friends because they went to school together. Oh, okay, okay. And I remember, it, it only hit me later after we started dating. I was like, I go, oh, we met before. She goes, you remember? I go, yeah. She goes, I remember telling um, her ex, who said, I remember telling Anthony, like, I don't think that girl particularly liked me. I go, I don't like anyone. I was 22. I was better than you. Like, in my head, <laughs> that's what I thought. Like I, like you said, I had that confidence. Just got my braces off. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. had a really good tan. Uh, I was wearing Abercrombie. Like, I was the shit. And, but years, like, a couple years ago, the, the weekend of, this was, this was 2016. I don't know if you were, do you remember that winter? Like we had that blizzard that one time in January, yeah. that really bad one that mm-hmm. it was like days and that we were just stuck in house for like three or four days. It was that bad. Gina and I went to the opera that night and we knew it was going to snow really bad. And she was like, um, that was our, my, my best friend, Gina. She lives in, she lived in Windsor Terrace. She was like, well, do you want to come hang out for the weekend? And we can all like hang out in the snow. And I was like, cool. I'll go. She's like, Leslie's there. And I was like, I didn't know Leslie. I didn't care. But 
anyway, we go to go to the opera. Then Gina's staying asleep. I know that Leslie's in the middle room. So I sleep in the living room that morning. Uh, just some blonde girl comes to the living room and she was like, is everyone up? And I was like, I had the weirdest dream about Katy Perry. That was the first thing I ever said to her that I remember other than the weird meeting. And she was like, do you want some coffee? And I was like, yeah, can I tell you about my dream? Didn't even know her. I just knew that that was Leslie and she knew who I was. And then it was one of those things where we became friends eventually. And then I drunkenly hit on her and she said no. Um, <laughs> and I respect women. So I was like, all right, fine. We're still going to be friends. And then she ended up like texting me one day after uh, I was doing a show at Bungus and a midnight show at Bungus Den, RIP. Oh my God. Yeah, RIP. I missed that spot. <laughs> and she was like, hey, is this show still happening? It was a midnight show. I was like, yeah. And I knew in my head, I was like, I want us to make sure we're friends again. So I was ready to prepare. I had just gone gluten-free and I know she's gluten-free. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is what we talk about. It's cool, whatever. Anyway, she seduced me that night. Um, she did. She did because she found out I was going to break up with the girl that I was seeing because I was so over this child that I was dating that was uh -huh. like 24 and she like seduced me and that yeah and since then like yeah it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be our anniversary on Monday our two-year anniversary oh my god congrats yeah. thank you thank you I'm super Aww. I'm super excited and I'm like yeah it's fun thank Yay. you yeah but it's weird it's it's interesting like she because her like she was married to a man yeah and I asked her I was like well is this, what is it thing about women or what she said that she knew she was bi when she was like maybe like 21. She was like, I realized I was attracted to women. Yeah. And she told, you know, her boy, she told Anthony about it, you know, soon, whatever. She told Anthony and he was like, okay, cool. That's fine. He wasn't a dick to her about it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she knew it was a thing. And then when she was here in New York, I remember it was, I, you know, we were friends and I was out, I was at Cubby Hole one Monday night and it was her birthday and I texted her, I was like, hey, happy birthday. And she's like, hey, V, I'm bye. And I was, I was like, cool, let's like celebrate next week. Let's like all get brunch or something. But she told me and I was like, no, that's great. She goes, it's weird because like I would tell people here, mm -hmm. telling people in New York for her, she told me, it was just like people were like, cool, all right, yeah. Like, you, what are we going to eat next week? Like, what, yeah. what's your deal? And it took a while for Texas, for her to tell people in Texas, like, hey, no, that makes a lot of sense. I'm into women, but it was for them, it was, I'm into women. Also, I'm dating a woman. Like, they're like, what? Oh, so this is a thing. Yeah. But I asked her, I was like, so when did you, like, what is it? She goes, I just, I, in New York, I knew if I didn't do it here, I would never do it. So. Yeah. And I mean, thank God she does. <laughs> thank God for New York. Thank yeah. God for, it's just, it is such a, a great place to really feel like fully yourself. Find yourself and too. Find yourself. And I feel it's going to sound so condescending, but I feel so sad for people that don't get to like live here for a year. It is and a thing that you should, everyone should do. I, yeah, you're right. Like it makes you and it breaks you and it like, it Still like breaks me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like every other day, but it's like, it's like this like Phoenix rising. Every time you're broken down, you're a better and better version of yourself. Yeah. And it's like beautiful and scary. And I don't think there's many other places in the well, like in America. I think there's other places in the world where you can have that experience, but I think it's the only place you can have that in in America. Yeah, it's weird. I made so much more growth here, you oh, know, yeah. in so many ways. Like you know, in like the past three years, especially, I'm like, you wouldn't have been able to do this anywhere else. You wouldn't have explored this stuff. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have you know, gained this this the confidence you have, especially as a woman. You wouldn't be as verbal as you. I mean, I'm always I've always been kind of verbal, but also I go, you wouldn't recognize how to approach it or how to say it or how to stand up for like you know i i complained about it on facebook like saturday like some like 
dude in my neighborhood like was disrespecting this older woman who was clearly like she was from Crown Heights, been in Crown Heights most of her life. Mm -hmm. And this dude who wasn't from the neighborhood, like who I guess owns a hardware store was like yelling at her. And I was like, hey, that's not how you talk to her. Like and I know that maybe in Texas we would have just been like, you shouldn't talk to her like that. But I was like, no, I'm fuck this. I'm gonna be vocal. Yeah. And I know that part of it, like, I mean, also like being part of like the New York City, like the women's comedy community you're so you we gain this confidence like we have they ha, we have a voice mm-hmm. so it makes me i'm like no this this works for so many other levels too yeah and so i know that part of that is that because like i mean seeing women do comedy in other cities i'm not saying that they're not better i think the fact that we're in new york city you have some of the best comics in like the country so you become better but i see certain female comics like in other cities falling back on some of the dull, the stupid, like, I'm pretty, like, I'm an ass jokes. And I'm like, you know, you're better than this. You're smarter than this. We oh, know yeah. this. There's a lot of self-deprecating jokes, too. Like, they'll, if, like, yeah. they feel if they're overweight, they're like, I'm fat, but I'm funny. And it's like, no, but you're so much you're more than funny. that. You're, you're just so like, much more than that. We want to hear about your life. We don't want to hear about what you think people see you as. Like, exactly. And you're so right. Like, in New York, the New York comedy community, like, you do, you are just exposed to so many great comedians and you're like oh that's a great perspective or like that like you it's so true this is like the masters of like life in New York yeah and I'm not saying that the other female comics in other cities aren't better because I mean I think they're all very funny but they're no true yeah I I feel bad when I see one that's still thinking oh this this is what I I self-deprecate or oh I'm such a slut and I'm like the fact that you even thought that it was okay to talk like that on stage now is so you're set you're setting us back yeah. And that's what pisses me off sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I take this show on the road all the time and it's amazing how people are so for it or so like they get it. And it's because we we go in and we're just like we're just talking about sex. We're just talking about our life and sex in a completely different way instead of being like, oh my God, like I'm a slut or something like that. It's like, right. it's like you know, yeah, the, don't own your own, yeah, own your like it. sexuality, just own your, own you know, yourself. Right. Yeah. That's no, funny. it's so true. Yeah. By the way, I've heard that road trips with this are particularly fun. Yes, <laughs> they are. They are um they are a blast. There's a lot of a lot of good times. Bob Bobby definitely like will tell me. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> we should have you as a um a sub one time. Cause sometimes like people hook drop. Me, hook me up, man. Yeah. I, I heard I get to cuddle with Bobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bobby loves you. I love you. I love Bobby so much. He's... He says, first time he met Leslie, he told her because he was he'd been drinking vodka soda all day, and we were all at Branded Saloon, and we did trivia. And like I said, she grew, Leslie grew up in the church, so she doesn't get certain pop culture things, uh-huh. which I think is great because like I can watch them endlessly. And her, it'll be new to her. Yeah, but we were do. First of all, Bobby knows everything about the Muppets. Like, duh. <laughs> Duh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were doing pop trivia. He's like, Muppets. He's like, Pew, got it. He didn't even finish the, like the announcer didn't even finish the questions. Bobby's like, got it. Beep, 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 beep. He was drunk and it was prime Bobby who I love. I love Bobby after brunch. That's my favorite Bobby. <laughs> but so there was a point where we looked at her and she, Leslie had no answers. And she's like, I don't know. And he was like, you're a beautiful idiot. And it was the funniest shit I've ever heard because I'm like part of me was like I was like Dave you know like I like you know this is he goes but it's just like you're so right sometimes too Bobby I was like you're right she doesn't know shit and I, I didn't know I didn't know who to side with and he's so cute because he didn't have to he, I know it was not aggressive or it was not being oh, yeah. he would just be you he's know being so Bobby sassy. Yeah. his sassy self and I fucking love it and Leslie was like I go are you okay wait come here are you okay I had to ask her she's like no it's fine he was being Bobby 
because she's 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 gone to me gone with me um to queendom so she's like no it's bobby being bobby mm-hmm. and then he texted me two days later he was like i'm so sorry i was like no it was perfect <laughs> bobby three vodka sodas in is because he becomes his um and i love it he's like He's just like on a roll. He's like joke, 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 joke. He's very his, like his head doesn't stop moving from side to side. It's it's this uh all the time. Just like after yes. that third one, you're so right. It's so great. <laughs> he's also just gonna get like a bigger head now because we're talking about it. Honestly, he loves it. He he's loves it. gonna be like, oh no, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm like Bobby. No, we're saying we love that about you. That's you. It's oh, you being so honest. So much. He's so great. Um, this has been a great fucking episode. I love this. Thank you this. for having me. This was great. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great time. This was a really fun episode to record with Veronica. If you want to see her, she has a show coming November 13th at Drexler's at 8.30 p.m. And then she has a show November 15th at $3 bill at 7 p.m. And also the next Awkward Sex in the City, let me double check, will be November 16th at the Pleasure Chest at 8 p.m. And I hope to see you guys there and like and subscribe and tell us what you like and don't like and all the things and tell your friends and have a good day or whatever the hell you're doing. Bye. (laughs) 